Well, well, well. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Jamar Jabari, and this is actually our first um, segment here that I would like to call that's a part of the Jabari podcast, of course, but I want to name it something because it's so um, important to have these political segments, and I want to make sure they are adjacent um, from the rest of the, the content that I bring on. Um, this is called the Unsavory Politique um segment and for today we're going to talk about a few things um i want to get very very uh, much in detail on what's going on right now in southern forgive me in east palestine ohio and let's talk about that i'm 65 years old a diabetic afib hearts heart disease everything now did you shorten my life now? I want to retire and enjoy it. How are we going to enjoy it? You, you burned me. We were going to sell our house. Our value went poof. I hear you. Um, I'm terribly sorry that this has happened to this community. What I can do and what I will do is make it right. We're going to get the cleanup right. We're going to reimburse the citizens. We're going to invest in the long-term health of this community. By the way, that is one of the CEOs. Well, I believe he is the CEO um, of Southern, of Norfolk Southern Company. Um, there has been a lot of derailments um, with this company. Before we even get into the Pete Buttigieg showing up two weeks later, and when he's the department, the, the secretary of transportation. And before we even get into the, the, the shenanigans that Donald Trump did when he showed up with Trump water and McDonald's and all this stuff. I want to talk about some real nonsense real quick. And what is the nonsense that we want to talk about? Let's actually get into this company right here. Uh, North, uh, Norfolk Southern Company. Um, this is the article that you will see in the description um, that comes from Liberation News. Um, and, and let's let's talk about <laughs> just how incompetent um, Norfolk Southern really is. Uh, the article reads, Norfolk Southern train carrying uh, vital chloride and other hazardous uh, materials derailed in East Palestine, Ohio, to prevent potential deadly explosion. Officials conduct a conducted a slow burn, so that means that they basically to um, prevent the explosion, they made a controlled slow burn of the the vinyl chloride, which produced a cloud of thick black smoke lingering over the town for days. The fallout from this spill and the chemicals release has resulted in thousands of dead aquatic life. Uh, condemnation of residents, water wells, and noxic chemicals smell in the air, and mysterious symptoms afflicting residents such as rashes, headaches, sores, throat, and nausea. 
for two weeks. What happened in East Palestine is just the latest in a upsurge in train derailments in recent years. No fuck Southern all alone is responsible for over half of the damages caused by hazardous material incidents involving railways in 2022. In May of last year, no fuck uh, Southern train derailment in Western Pennsylvania released uh, 1,423 gallons of combustionable petroleum. Uh, what? <laughs> the stillite. Then in October of 2022, another no fuck Southern train derailment. And I, I guess that town is called Sandusky, uh, Ohio, releasing 20,000 gallons of liquid. Oh, wow. Of liquid wax. And then another derailment. Uh, just a few weeks later in Illinois, releasing over 20,000 gallons of flammable chemicals. So they are releasing chemicals and all these derailments. They have a history. They actually actually did a recent one um, right after this derailment happened in uh, South Palestine, Ohio. Now, when we get more into this article, which I want people to keep reading, they talk about how how the government gets involved where during the Obama administration, they actually passed um, a law of ruling where they were going to put um, more efficient, better brakes. Because what's happening is that these brakes are brakes that come back from the 19, not even 19, the 1800s people. Um, so these brakes are basically just not up to date and it doesn't stop the whole freaking train once um it literally has to be stopped individually so each car has its own individual individual brakes uh during the obama administration they they said that this was going to be fixed but then when trump got in office which is why i think it's funny that trump is taking this opportunity to be there and try to act like he's with the people when he's really not because when trump got into office he actually got gotten rid of that obama era uh law and now you know these companies and they have their lobbyists, and they're able to do whatever they want. They do not want to pay the cost. Um, when you look furthermore into the article, it talks about uh, an employee, uh, Mallory versus Nofuck Southern Railroad Company. Um, he basically was an employee that took out a lawsuit um, because of the procedures and everything that was going on there. And this and, and, and this is a landmark case. <laughs> Let's read it real quick. Uh, this uh, In 2016, from Norfolk Southern employees, uh, Robert Mowry was diagnosed with colon cancer after years of exposures of Jesus, <laughs> the, hazard, the hazardous materials working for the railroad company. So he caught colon cancer. Colon cancer. Um, dude, wow. This has been brought to the Supreme Court, and this is a landmark, especially in the light of the East Palestine derailment catastrophe. Uh, catastrophe. <laughs> catastrophe. Um, if if the right wing dominated rule, court rules in favor of Norfolk Southern, the rail company could block lawsuits bought by victims. Wow, exposed to toxic chemicals from the spill in neighboring Pennsylvania. Only those living in states where no fuck Southern is department head can bring lawsuits against the company. The case could also severely limit individuals' ability to sue corporations overall. So basically, that's the government 
and if they win this case, they are basically going to be allowed to not get in trouble anymore for the shit that they do. Um, we we see that with the police. Um, that's called uh, in, immunity, uh, qualified immunity, I believe it's called, which is a fight that we had to deal with with the police. Um, so how does this benefit, honestly, how does this really benefit um, this whole idea that the Democrats have for fighting against climate change when derailments are like this is occurring and they still haven't given anyone into this current administration any ideas on what they're going to do to stop this. Instead, they have doubled down and allowed these um, idiots, the CEOs, these people that, you know, they get money from, they get money from these guys. They allow these idiots to just come in and do whatever they want and not actually take money out to uh, make precautions. So situations like this is never going to happen. So that's why I don't believe that CEO when he says that he's going to do whatever he wants, invest in his community, because at the end of the day, your company has not only destroyed the population of animals there, but your company has also destroyed the population of nature and wildlife in other towns and cities. This is just the most egregious one that is up to date. So how are he? How is he going to make this promise um, currently? Now, how is he going to make this promise currently towards uh, East Palestine people? But his company has, throughout the past years, been destroying other uh, aquatic lands and other wastelands uh, on other towns all over the ecosystem of just the freaking country. <laughs> That's why I find it laughable that he apologized to that man and made it sound like, oh, this is going to be fixed. That is just corporate nonsense. That's what corporate nonsense sound like. He's not apathetic at all. He does not have any sympathy. He's just saying what they want to hear. And maybe that sounds rude. But to be honest, it is what it is. Now, Biden... Before we get into Biden, uh, Pete Buttigieg actually is there right now. And he he literally waited two weeks to get there when he is the secretary of transportation to working class people. I don't care if they vote red, blue, pink, purple, yellow. If you have constituents that need help, I don't care if they didn't even vote for you. They could be your potentially new constituents, Biden, especially you. You're a dumbass if you don't think that going over there has any value. Trump went over there. Trump's going to win their votes again. Why? Because he went over there. Where is Biden? Has anybody? Oh, yeah. Oh, we know where Biden's at. Biden is in Poland. Why is Biden in Poland? I mean, well, let's see why Biden's in Poland. If you saw this speech, tell me exactly how you felt about this speech in the comment section. I'm going to play it right now. And predicted Putin left with burnout tanks and Russia's forces in delay and dis in disarray. He thought he'd get the findalization of NATO. Instead, he got the NATOization of Finland and Sweden. He thought NATO would fracture and divide. 
Oh, um, by the way, I have to mention him mentioning Sweden and um, um, being a part of NATO or whatever he was trying to say right there. Um, they're not a part of NATO yet. It's It takes a long time. Sw Finland and Sweden is definitely not going to be there. Um, and if they do get in, I, I see Finland getting in, but Sweden literally it's up to Turkey. In this speech, he talks about If you look up the French media, just the French media, you see a lot of people protesting, not just their government. They're protesting the war. You look up UK media, you see a lot of working class people protesting the war and also protesting their government. Um, so you don't see these things because it's not China. I'm just going to be real with you. It's not China. <laughs> they don't show you when their allies have unrest in their own country. They only want to show you when the people they don't like are protesting anything. But they'll tell you what's about the government when it's not, which is another subject that I'm not going to get into because that's not even what this whole thing is about. And when you look at Turkey, for instance, Turkey, which they want to be called, that's the name of their country, Turkey. Turkey has never even shown any type of uh, interest in fully buying the U.S. narrative. Turkey is actually still doing business with Russia, even though the sanctions are involved. They're ignoring the sanctions. Turkey has the say-so of whether or not Sweden and Finland, and Finland it joins NATO. Sweden actually had somebody burn a Quran right in front of Turkey's embassy in NATO. I mean, not NATO, in Sweden. So I don't think they're going to join anytime soon until they get rid of their homophobic, no, not homophobic, forgive me. They get rid of their Islamophobic rhetoric, which is not going to happen because Sweden has a fascist government. <clears throat> so the thing is that people, they're, he's saying that NATO is not uh uh, dividing because he needs y'all to believe they're not but when you look at what actually is going on in europe you are seeing a lot of complaints about how their economy for instance germany is going to freeze and germany is getting screwed over because hey shy hirsch just told us that the u.s blew up that pipeline which is another video i'm going to get into as well too a lot of people are outraged by that Maybe you don't see the outrage because they don't want to show it. But let me explain to you. These people are outraged. So Biden telling, making this speech, making it sound like everybody is on one accord, it comes off as untouched. I dare him to take that microphone and go out into the streets of Poland, any other part of Europe, and ask these people, are they pro sending all this money to Ukraine? I bet you, nine times out of ten, He's going to find majority of them against the war and maybe a three or five kooks a pro of the war. He also talks about the communism that Poland dealt with. When I interviewed Ivan, who is from Ukraine, one thing that Ivan told me that stuck with me for a while 
he's he's a younger guy, so he doesn't fully understand the USSR. But people older than him have always said they want the USSR back. The reason the West makes communism look like as if it was just very, very barbaric when it wasn't. The literacy rate went up. There was maternity leave. There was free health care. Everybody was guaranteed a job. This this notion that Poland suffered under communism, it, that needs to stop. And we can talk about the unholy uh, alliance that happened between Germany and uh, Russia back in the day, which helped start World War II. But that wasn't under any type of ruling of Stalin or any other leader had that was just a rogue asshole that sided with Germany. Every other than that, everything that you read about with when it comes to what happened with Poland, a lot of it is a lot of red scare. And I wish that they actually break down the narrative. And I think that's what I'm going to do later on in another video is break down what is true and what is not true. So give me time on that subject. But he's using that lie to distance Poland and other countries away from Russia. Now, why does this seem inaccurate? Because he's saying that this is what Putin wants to do, which what every person that actually does not read up on Russia believes that Russia is still a communist country. When they were literally... The dude was a part of the KGB. Putin is actually rumored to be the richest man in the world. You cannot be a communist if you are the richest man in the world, quote unquote. It just doesn't work that way. We're into giving away wealth. We're not into keeping wealth. That just goes against the whole concept of Marxism. And plus, Russia is called the Russian Federation. Not... The Socialist Federation. It just says Federation. They're a capitalist country. They have been capitalist since 1992. Now, what does he not mention when they lost their status and was toppled and became a capitalist country? He doesn't mention the hundreds of thousands of lives that were lost after the collapse of the USSR. When they took away health care, they tried to privatize everything. Changing the system so rapidly in the 90s, hundreds of thousands of people died. So for him to sit here and create a false fabrication, it's a disrespect to the lives that were actually affected when the USSR collapsed. There's a lot in this speech that I can go on and on about. But the biggest part that I want to say before we get to Putin's speech, because I'm going to cover Putin's speech as well, too. And you can listen to the rest of the video if, if you want to. The link will be in the description below. He, he, he blames Putin for provoking this war. He blames Putin for the atrocities in the Donbass. But when you look at Ukrainian news you from Ukraine, and when you look at alternative independent media that is not mainstream media, it paints a different picture. And what is this picture that it paints? For instance, um, it talks about since 2014, under the, the Yakovich government, there was an uprising that was funded by the CIA. And you saw actors like McCain over there. Whenever John McCain is in another country, 
I'm glad he's dead. I'm not. I'm. I'm blessed. I, I guess that's not nice to say, but he was a war criminal, and I don't care for war criminals. And this is my show, so I'm glad John McCain is gone. One less war criminal. But when he was over there, he was literally helping out, toppling a government, and they did. They succeeded. This is called the Maidan coup, or to people that sympathize with this coup, they call it the Maidan revolution. In 2014, Yanukovych was ousted out of power. And then Petro, uh, is it Poshenko, took power. And he was known as the leader of the right sector in a neo-Nazi. When, when he took power, the Dumbass region, which Biden claims that he knows so much about, which he probably does. He's just lying. That, that's basically what's going on. They did not want to be a part of that government no more. This is why you saw Crimea voted to be a part of Russia, which they say that vote is illegitimate. Not true. Not true. That vote is not illegitimate. That vote is absolutely true. They became part of Russia. Crimea is a part of Russia now. The same way with the Dumbass being a part of Russia right now. The Dumbass fought Kiev. Kiev shelled and murdered 14,000 Russian Ukrainians. Russian Ukrainians. 14,000. We never hear about them at all. We pretend they don't exist in the West. They don't ever mention how the Kiev regime massacred 14,000 people. But then there was hope in Ukraine for a second. Well, what they thought, unfortunately, because it, it definitely aged different. What was the hope that they thought? Zelensky, a, a comedian, he basically was the Kevin Hart of Russia and Ukraine. He got movies. You can watch him on YouTube. He runs for president. He runs on a peace path platform. Zelensky is a Jewish Russian Ukrainian. He is fluent in Russian and also Ukrainian. He is from the Dumbass region. He runs for president. He defeats the neo Nazi that was president, fair and square. You start seeing uh, Azov Battalion, Reich Sector. Um, I can't pronounce the other name because it's like a. I'm not really good at pronouncing foreign names. Forgive me, guys. But you see all these right-wing groups that are neo-Nazis start protesting him, which they never bring up. And he doesn't end the war. In fact, you see an escalation. And this is what Putin gets into, actually. Let's go to that video. So this is a speech that Putin talked about. Yesterday, uh, it wasn't yesterday. To our borders, they were deploying a more a bigger setup uh, for an air missile defense. They were uh, trying to get closer to our borders and pushing their umbrella. And no country in the world uh, in the world has as many bases uh, outside of its territory than the united states they have hundreds of military bases everywhere in the world the planet is uh, consolated by uh, american military bases and we've seen uh, that 
They pulled out of international agreements, such as the one on medium-range weapons, and those were the systems that guaranteed peace in the world. Why are they doing this? No, they don't do anything without having secret a secret agenda. In December, we'd sent NATO uh, and the United States uh, some proposals for agreement, peace agreements. And we uh, had included the vital points for us. Well, what we got as an answer directly was just no, categorically no. And uh, that means that uh, they had already uh, agreed among themselves uh, for aggression and threat for it to go on and uh, for that situation. Uh, to escalate. In February uh, 22, uh, we launched a punitive action in the Donbass, and uh, that uh, corresponds to the two, 2014 action against Donbass. We remember what happened then uh, when, uh, there were, when Donetsk was attacked, not just Donetsk, but other cities. In 2015, they uh, tried again. They attacked Donbass, and uh, they uh, pursued the uh, blockade, and this was against all the uh, resolutions of uh, the Security Council, and it was still done. So what, so what he's talking about there, I want people to look up homework, Mint's agreement. They had a Mint's agreement. This was what they put in their words to have a peace deal between what they call the separatists. Again, dehumanizing working class people. They don't want to call them working people. They want to call them separatists as if they joined the army and they're automatically fighting for whatever reason they want under Russia. These, these people were not separatists. These people were working class people and they died. They died under Kiev's shelling and aggression. Now he talks about how aggressive they got. That's what made them want to uh, invade. And I'm against invasion. I felt like this could have been dealt with a more diplomatic way. But Putin is more like a Republican uh, politician. He has a lot in common with Trump. So he saw this as, in his interpretation, the perfect time to invade. And the invasion was in part to protect the dumb bass. I'll play the rest of the, we'll play the rest of the clip. It's them who uh, launched uh, the war in 2014 and 15, and we uh, were led uh, to use force to stop that war they were leading. Those who thought uh, of a new attack in, uh, on Lugansk or Luva or Donetsk uh, will remember Crimea, uh, Crimea and Sebastopol and uh, the objectives which, uh, we, uh, which were very openly laid down by Kiev. Again, so this, this uh, full speech... You can find on French 24, the French news media. It's time to stop watching American-owned media. If you want the full aspect of what's going on, you need to start watching other platforms. Watch their news. 
see what they are talking about and see how different it is from what they're talking about here. Here, they're not giving you an educational nuance of what's happening. They're giving you a black and white statements from power that be that they have put together and they gave it to the, to the news to say. These people are not journalists. These people read off of teleprompters. They do not go out and do investigative work. The information that you want to look into is people that actually do investigative work. And I have bought them on my show as well, too, as many other people have been brought on other shows like Joe Rogan. As much people want to talk shit about Joe Rogan, at least he brings on people that actually know what the fuck they're talking about compared to the idiots he brings on. He brings He's a balance. He got idiots and then he got smart motherfuckers. Idiots and smart motherfuckers. Yin, yin, yang. Yin, yin, yang. You can't have balance around here. I'm sorry. But anyway. This is this is what this segment is is all about. This segment is about showing the hypocrisies of the United States as they continue to double down and, and thump their chests. Well, we're going to crush Russia. We're going to crush China. Nations that don't really actually do what you do every single year, every administration. We are always in a war. Every single time, there's always an enemy. And the American people don't understand that because they're too busy working. So they're literally just spoon-feeding you lies. Spoon-feeding you lies. Now, why is Biden in Ukraine and Poland chest-thumping for nuclear annihilation while his own people in South Palestine is suffering? Remember when George Bush flew over New Orleans? Everybody thought that was the worst thing you could do. These people are dying from a hurricane and there's bodies all over the street and George Bush flies over New Orleans instead of landing to see what's going on. Biden flew over <laughs> South Palestine, Ohio, I, I, I'm pretty sure that wasn't the route. He probably didn't have to go through South Palestine, but he literally just left the States and came to Ukraine to talk some shit, then went to Poland to chest stump and get a standing ovation for a nuclear annihilation. Now, in this, in the last part of the speech, we see Putin talks about the most scariest thing known to man, which everyone should be afraid of. He talks about this treaty about nukes. And yes, he says that he is not interested for right now to sign that treaty, which I disagree with. And I also disagree with these narratives of saying that Ukraine is a Nazi state. I have a lot of disagreements with Putin. But my issue is that I can't blame him to not want to sign that treaty when Trump did not want to sign that same treaty in, during his administration. This treaty is what they were talking about, if people remember, during his administration, where he said that he wasn't going to sign it. It's going to make Russia want to do uh, more nuclear testing and, and, and increase their arsenal. And plus, that gives us the leeway to do more nuclear testing to increase our arsenal. And what does that mean? We're destroying the planet even more and more and more and more and more. Biden doesn't want to sign that agreement either. So what we're seeing if this when this when this treaty expires, 
we're going to see a uptick, a uptick of more nuclear arsenals being developed. China can do this regardless because China's not under the treaty, but China does not have interest in being such a barbaric nuclear power. You can see that for years. Find me an article where you see China doing nuclear testing, if you disagree with me. Like trying to ups, uh, upscale their arsenal from what they already have. Find me one. If you don't, then shut up. Because at the end of the day, I, it's, it's, it is what it is. You see who has the nukes. You see who don't. You see who's doing the testing. You see who don't. You see people who say who's doing the testing. And then the UN goes and do an uh, investigation. They come back and say, those guys are not doing what they say they do. Follow up on what you hear instead of just automatically accepting what you hear. Follow up on it. I see a lot of people just watching shit for five minutes and they automatically assume that they are aware of what's going on. It takes more time than that. A lot more time than that. Or talk to somebody that you know that is has the time, like my crazy ass, to get this information out to you. These two speeches scared the living fuck out of me, especially Biden's speech. Biden's speech scares the fuck out of me because Biden's talking like he's ready to deploy people from our country into Ukraine. That's how he sounds. He's ready to throw everybody into that war. Everybody that he can. And if you're not down with it, you you going to have smoke with him too. But how much smoke can the United States actually give out? This isn't Iraq, which was a small country that they bullied. This isn't Afghanistan, which was a small country that they bullied. These are superpowers that have military as powerful, if not more powerful, I don't think we, we should be doing this. I think we should be advocating for peace. And that's how I'm going to end this video. Advocation for peace, I feel, is the best way of doing things. Why? Because nobody wants to get blown off the fucking planet, bro. Nobody wants to get nuked around here. Oh, you rich people got bunkers and shit. But do you really want to live in a world of a nuclear holocaust this is how serious this is getting and we can sit here and 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 just say always oh, putin always oh, putin and just ignore what nato is doing which i would never come at somebody saying putin is wrong for what he's doing 300,000 ukrainians are dead 300,000 ukrainians are dead since putin invaded But you cannot say that he had not tried to do a peace agreement, which you can look up last year in April. Him and Zelensky almost did a peace agreement. Who stopped the peace agreement? The U.S. and the U.K. So if Ethiopia, that had a bloody war for two years, could come to a peace agreement, why these white people can't come to a peace agreement? Let's be frank. Why does it always have to be a different story with them? Everybody else can do peace agreements, but they can't make a peace agreement. Dismiss me with that bullshit. You are just as capable to advocate for peace just as much you are capable 
to be sending $150 billion to Ukraine. Well, that ends my unsavory politique for the day. And I hope everyone have a really good day. If you like what you hear, please like, share, subscribe. Again, this is going to be segments that I'm going to be doing in between my regular programs to get a more in-depth understanding of what's going on uh, weekly with political issues. Um, Please like, share, subscribe. The link down below. And have a good day. Thank you so much. Hey, everyone. If you like the content that you're hearing, uh, please support the show. Uh, We have subscriptions up right now for a monthly dollar a month or up to whatever donation you feel uh, comfortable with. And also, you can hit my link bar, which is in uh, the description of the show, uh, to send me donations for Venmo and Cash App. And all this goes into bringing in better quality and also better content. So thank you. Have a good day.